0: Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody. And welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. In this interview, we speak to some legends from the cannabis community, Marco and Brian from the Future Cannabis Project. These guys are awesome, they know loads of stuff, they have an awesome show on YouTube, and I had a really cool conversation with them a few weeks ago. So uh, we talk about KNF Korean natural farming, we talk about rabbit shit, chicken shit, isopod shit (laughs) and loads of things like that man it was a real good interview i had loads of fun speaking to these guys and they have so much knowledge it is incredible i learned loads of things from this episode and i'm sure you will learn loads of things as well so check these guys out up on youtube just head to the future cannabis project youtube channel and they have a show every wednesday so check it out see if you can find them live sometime that would be very cool but anyway as usual, roll yourself a fat one, get a little bit high, and enjoy this interview with Marco and Brian from the Future Cannabis Project, and I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. But Brian's joined us. What's up, Brian?
1: Yeah. Hey, guys. How you doing?
0: Yeah, it's all good here, mate. Are you good? Absolutely,
1: hey, man. man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we've up, just Margo? been
0: chatting for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I suppose you guys know each other already, right? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> we know yes. each other pretty well,
0: yeah. Sweet, sweet. Well, I'll quickly introduce myself so you know who you're talking to. Like, I am Mackie. I'm a grower from the UK, the host of High and Homegrown and uh, administrator at Percy's Growroom.com, the Cannabis Forum. So, nice. So yeah, man. So, thanks for you two to coming along and joining me today to just chat some shit about what you do and you know what inspires you to do the work you do and things like that i appreciate it man so you want to quickly introduce yourself so people know who i am talking to as well marco if you want to go first mate
2: yeah man i'm uh, marco i am a natural farmer uh cannabis grower as well um i've been growing for since you know 90s out of you know when i was nice. in college yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I was looking back, man. Damn, getting old. Uh, <laughs> I know that you... feeling. Yeah. <laughs> right. You see your nephew born, and now he's twenty-one. You know, what I mean, mm. so it's real quick. But yeah, that's a, that's about me. In a nutshell, I like to do. Um, like to teach natural farming methods to grow mm. cannabis and just talk about it in general, man.
0: Sweet. And w- what are you saying, Brian?
1: uh yeah. I um, I started out in the cannabis game. Uh... It was going around the country doing a lot of speaking for uh, one of the main events back in the day called indo expo uh, that allowed me to go to a variety of different expos around the country uh, this was before anybody really wanted to hear what we had to say about regenerative farming so we just kept pushing through uh, came back uh, to oklahoma I was doing some work there that didn't work out and so i came back to colorado uh, understanding the soil systems and all of that and i kind of had to find my own way to be honest mackie i um I kind of got kicked in the teeth doing some stuff and I found out that, you know, if you're only uh, focused on yourself a little bit at first, trying to build up your own business instead of trying to build businesses with others, mm-hmm. at least for me, it's been a little bit easier that way. So my wife and I, um, in basically two years have gone from, uh, you know, an idea to now we have um, borderline a borderline and national isopod brand.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That's cool, man. And I, this is something I say to everybody, you know, starting your own business, if you can, you know, that's the way to do things, man. Instead of making money for somebody else and relying on somebody else, if you can do it yourself, that's the way to do it, man.
1: Yeah. And the, and the way that the cannabis uh, unfortunately seems to work, we used to call them the suits, is the suits would hire the hoodies and, you know, the hoodies would get into there, maybe even give them some of their own genetics, get the uh, the grow up. The veg is looking great. Bloom room is popping. And then all of a sudden they are let go. Mm -hmm. And that's happened time and time again, even to some people that I uh, admire and look up to. I've seen that happen to them. So once I saw that start to happen to me, I just walked away. I quit that day um, and and realized that I'm going to have to find my own way that the reality is most people aren't going to be that great um, except for like Marco and London and the future cannabis project and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not really involved in cannabis anymore.
0: All right. But you grow your own, right?
1: I did. Um, I'm in a, yeah, I'm in a spot where I have to rent, so I'm unable right. to do that. Um, so but is it still
0: illegal? Mark- Are you, you're not in Virginia as well?
1: No, I'm in Denver, Colorado. Okay. So
0: it's it's legal in Colorado, right? Oh, so yeah. is is there some rules to because you're renting, you're not allowed to, but you your landlord said no or something.
1: That's correct. Um, it's yeah. up to the landlord. And um, you know, reality, Mackie, I, I'm making more money doing the isopods than I ever did um making yeah. money. That's good, cannabis. man. That's good as yeah. long
0: as the wheels are turning you know what i mean mate? it's all good
1: it's yeah all... man it all worked out and marco is uh a legend in the game so we've been able to have our podcast together for over two years now That's uh, educating each and every wednesday
0: yeah i'll see you man i've, I've been in the chat a few times you know, just uh mm-hmm. listening to the show and you have some good guests on there as well man that so you do great work so congratulations for that you know it's a good channel and lots of people Thank watch you, it it's good to see man you know, just Appreciate all that. kind of its content we can get out there, the better, you know, the more we can educate people and show them that the community it is an actual community and people, you know, involve each other with their grows and shit. It's nice to yeah. see. You know, So, Marco, you do the KNF thing, right? The Korean natural farming.
2: Yeah, I'd like to. Um, well, I, I do natural farming. You know, like under natural farming, you have like branches. You know, K N F. You know, kind of is one Korean natural farming. Mm-hmm. Um, Jadam is another one. Um, which are both you know just um, both um you know invented by the Cho family, if you will. Yeah. Um, Young Sang Cho uh, invented Jadam as an ultra low cost way. Um, so I like to use a little bit of I like to say I'm a little bit of um each of the methods that I've studied, you know what I mean, and then the balance of that is me putting it all together as kind of the you know the the master of my garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I definitely like the natural methods. I'm, you know, emulating nature as very much as possible even in indoor uh, mm-hmm. soil settings.
0: Yeah, it's very popular nowadays. You can see just rising in popularity all the time and more people doing the natural farming <laughs> methods. The most sustainable methods of farming.
2: Yeah, and it's cleaner. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. You ultimately, you know, once you grow long enough, you try different methods, and you you finally settle on one that fits you and what that you think is kind of represents what you're about. You know, and mm-hmm. that's how you know what, what I feel about just natural farming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Using nature, using that IMO and those kinds of things to um, have that nutrient cycling and feeding my plants that way.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? And then Brian you said you you did sustainable farming.
2: Yeah, um well not anymore obviously you don't
0: grow now but when you did grow that was your method too.
1: Absolutely. I started off in a tent, uh, worked my way up to like a larger tent and then a uh, business partner and I at the time uh was really trying to pump out uh cannabis I guess with like the basic stuff. So we we used like advanced nutrients, um mm. some of the other like yeah, some of more of the Dutch Programs that kind of thing, and um, the reality was is that our cannabis was mid mid grade at best, and um, we started to notice that our peers uh, were were learning more about people named Doctor Lane Ingham, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Jeff Lowenfels, yeah legends, yeah. So I started uh you know kind of going down that rabbit hole real early. Uh, This was probably around 2014 where I really got into it. It was right before my son was born. I knew that um, I had to kind of find my own way, like I was saying and stuff. So just kind of um, focused on re- realizing that you can reuse the soil because at, at that time frame, uh, that sounded almost like uh, heresy. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's no way you're going to be able to reuse that. And a lot of us were trying to do that with like fox farm soils instead mm-hmm. of building our own soil system. So there's a lot of misinformation uh, a lot of failure. And then once we started to study uh, Dr. Lane Ingham, we took her course, um, started to Sweet. find Jeff Lowenfels you know, at some of the things that I was speaking at, he was also a speaker at. So it was really cool to be able to go to like the VIP events at the end of the day and, and be a part of all that, be able, I got to smoke weed with Jeff Lowenfels you know, nice. at the time. Yeah, that was like a, to me, he's like a rock star, you know. I don't, yeah, he's, I don't really...
0: he's a very cool guy, anyway. he?
1: He really is, man. And he makes he made the education, at especially at that time, a lot more fun where, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the individuals that were coming to these expos all over the country. It was almost like they had to talk over the crowd to make sure that everybody knew that they were a speaker. And, you know, they would use bigger words, I think, than the average Canvas community can can understand. Mm-hmm. And Jeff was the exact opposite. He, I felt like he was spoon feeding that stuff to us. And that's what made everybody uh really want to run down that rabbit hole and start to understand okay teaming with nutrients or or, i'm sorry teaming with microbes Mm -hmm. and then there's teaming with nutrients and then teaming with fungi and those are the three books in my opinion that you need uh, to kind of start your basis from that's actually what i would purchase and then the rest of the stuff you could probably get on youtube for your beginner information yeah man
0: i downloaded those books on my ipad i don't know must have been like eight or nine years ago. It was ages ago, man. And, you know, I just assumed because it downloaded on my iPad that that information would automatically download into my brain as well. But it never did. And I still never read those books. But I do have them. Oh, you got to get on that, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. shocking is sacrilege, right? It's absolutely shocking, man. <laughs> but Jeff's got his new podcast out, which uh, it was released just a few days ago, his first episode. So if you, if you haven't checked that out, check that out, man. That's going to be a great podcast.
2: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing about um, his books, man, is teaming with microbes. That That's the thing with me, too, Brian. It's like he made it easy to understand, like mm-hmm. his analogies were things that were like common, you know, understanding. And, mm-hmm. and when you can understand, then it makes you want to go down that rabbit hole. And that's a huge, um, definitely a big one. If anybody wants to get into that soil, the microbes and just kind of that living soil rabbit hole. Mm hmm. Um, Since we brought up books, I definitely got to recommend, I said it before, I'll say it again, Jadon, Volume 2. I'm um, sorry, Edition 2, Um, Organic Natural Farming. So who's that by? I mean, is that by? Uh, Young uh... Sang Cho. Yeah. Right, yeah, cool. Yep, it's the Orange Book. I'm sure a lot of folks have seen it. Sweet. And um, another man, one that I just got recently that I say is, is a must-have, and that's Matt Powers' Regenerative Soil book um we had him on our show maybe a month ago now and i was really feeling him i got his energy i felt where he was coming from with with all of his um his thought processes and then I said well let me go out and buy his book and it's a wonderful reference book like just so many different references it breaks down all the different elements of the soil tells you about them where they where they find them naturally what their functions are you know just things like that i think mm-hmm. that's an invaluable book and i think a lot of people um, are sleeping on that book, to be honest. It's really good.
0: Yeah, man, sweet. I like the recommendations for the books because that's what the listeners want. You know, they're just looking for different ways to absorb knowledge, man. And there's lots of it out there. And heading in that direction for the sustainable farming with the Korean natural farming as well, I think that's the direction most people are heading in, which is good to see. Exactly. But, but with you guys, because uh, one's in Colorado, one's in Virginia, what made you to, I mean, how did you you guys meet? in order to come up with the, the your podcast. <laughs>
2: that,
0: well, that laugh tells that me there's up. a, that laugh tells me there's a story behind this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll start, <laughs> I'll start the story out, you know, like, um, you know, my, I pretty much came out of the dungeons, if you will, and came out to light, um, when our laws legalized here in Virginia a couple of years ago, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and then when I did, I started on Instagram before that I, I had a stint with a um i got an opportunity to go out to um help um get a, a 30 000 square foot grow up and running and with the with the end goal of me being the the, the person that ran this um, medical quote-unquote facility um so i did that i t- jumped into that and kind of same old industry bullshit brian mentioned it a little bit earlier like The whole thing where the industry's got a lot to do with, you know, uh, taking from folks, learning that, you know, owners learn what the person knows and then kind of, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I don't need that person anymore because they feel Mm -hmm. like they got it on their own. You know, that kind of old bait and switch kind of thing. So I kind of got tied up into that. No big deal. Um, Came came back, got back into my career um, and then. I just say, well, let me get on Instagram. You know, I'm, I was motivated to grow, like you know, no, you know, I know, you know, I am a grower, so I wanted to just grow, mm-hmm. and my I named it Marco's Growing, and I just really um, use it to showcase, you know, my dive and the way I do things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The way I do, I learn natural farming, the way I pick up different things, and the way I use them for myself, and the results. You know, I kind of show what I do, and then I show the results of it. And so um, Future Park, FCP, Brian and those guys, um, Brian actually reached out and asked me, that I want to be on the show? You know, and I was like, first, I think I, I might have said no, because I'm usually like the kind of guy that you ask me something, I don't know you well. My first answer is usually no. Mm-hmm. Reason being, yeah, Especially
0: after being stung on your last thing like that.
2: <laughs> exactly. But reason mm-hmm. being is. No will tell you a lot about a person. You know what I mean? If you tell a Mm -hmm. person no and they're respectful and cool and move on, like, hey, no problem, you know, just asking, Mm -hmm. then that tells you, all right, they're a cool person. Well, if you say no and then they're like, well, fuck you. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want you to do it (laughs) anyway. Right? You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. So then that tells you another type, that type of person. So when I realized, all right, good, good people, he asked me again. And I hadn't, you know, like I said, just coming off of being illegal here. Now we are legal. And so I ended up saying, yeah. So I did their pod, their um, their show um on FCP with um, um Leighton, Brian, and uh, Peter over there, and um, and I don't know. After I did it, man, I just went wonderful, and I just in my mind, I don't know why I kept saying this, but I kept thinking in my mind. I hope they asked me to do to be on a podcast with them like somebody like I didn't even know who was running the thing or who you know who really was behind it or anything I didn't realize mm. you know it's Peter's platform and you know everybody's on it but that was what just kind of what I said in my mind and then um and then sometime later that um you know Brian kind of we linked up and I'll let Brian take it from there
0: all right so um, so Brian you were. Uh... You were on the podcast first. You were there before Marco came along, right?
1: That's correct. Um, right. During during COVID. Um, oh, we said did... COVID,
0: so that, it just means everybody has to smoke. It's like I a swear word. Oh. That's right. Everybody oh, got to smoke now. I now didn't I saw... know
1: that. Well, well, I'm going to say COVID all the time. Though. That's right, man. That's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> say it as many times as you can, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so well,
1: so so during that time frame, right? Um, a lot of. A lot of us had a lot of time to sit around the kitchen table and i was not only sitting around the kitchen table trying to figure out what i was going to do for a living but i was also uh, started to get other people peter uh Layton, uh started to reach out and say hey um peter wants some content for his for his show his platform uh future cannabis project and i remember seeing him around at some of the expos uh, mostly in california um, so then I uh, linked up with a gentleman named Leighton Morrison. We had a show going, um, and we started to get some of the best and brightest. And what I what I felt like I started to notice is some of these best and brightest might not necessarily be saying all of the the, the right stuff, or it seemed like some of them might have even been regurgitating some other information. Hmm. So I reached out to maybe some lesser known farmers. Marco still had a huge Instagram, uh, but wasn't necessarily as well known at that time in the cannabis community. And so when I um reached out to him to come on the show, like he had mentioned, he said no, all right, cool, kept it moving. Um I think I th- something else came up and I asked him again. So when he came, came on the show, I instantly knew that not only not only do people actually need like a Leighton Morrison, he's a very academic type minded individual. Hmm. But how do we make money doing this? And, and in my opinion, a lot of the academics have a lot of that oomph in that area, but they never seem to be able to be like the, the entrepreneur, the success to find success. Uh, mm-hmm. They seem to, you know, in reality, a lot of those academic types seem to struggle in life. And I knew that, I knew that Marco had street smart about him, you know, just kind of wits about him. And you, you're not going to learn that in a book. That's just something that I feel like you get when you're growing up a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I felt like we connected on a, on that level, and I knew that if I was going to be able to have something that was going to last for a long time as a show, then we wanted to have kind of both versions. And I realized most people gravitate to the show that Marco and I have been doing uh, because of that reason. I think yes, everybody wants to understand how to grow cannabis, but now we're we're taking that to the next level. where are um, each and every week trying to get people to understand how to monetize these skill sets for themselves. I have uh, two friends right here in Denver, Colorado that have quit their job and now are focusing on you know, their love and their passion. Um, awesome. it, and that's the kind of stuff that I knew um, Marco and I would be able to eventually start to get out there is, it's great to be, you know, academically inclined. It's uh, fantastic to be able to grow cannabis, but how are you going to be able to move that? And a lot of individuals, even here in Colorado, they have some of the best cannabis you might ever see, Mackie, uh, mm-hmm. but they have a hard time getting rid of it. So then they have to turn to other uh, avenues to make that work. And again, that's more risk and things yeah. that, you know, Marco and I are getting up there in age. So we don't, we don't really take those risks anymore like that. <laughs> no doubt. Mm
0: hmm. So is this when you came up with your uh, the isopods thing? How long have you been doing that?
1: Yeah, around that same time, man, sitting at the kitchen table, um, I had a I had an Instagram account. It was called Three Hundred Three Organic Cannabis. Um, the reality is, I spent a lot of time on that, and I was able to build it up. Uh, I think I had like twenty five thousand people, and I had uh, zebra isopods that I bought from a gentleman in Germany. And I started posting that on Instagram. So I would like I would joke and say that I was letting the, the cattle run, um, you know, on the on the field and stuff and just showing like the macro world and playing around with that. And this is really basic stuff. And two people reached out to me and asked me if I could if they could buy those zebra isopods. So I remember like keeping that in the back of my head. I remember a couple months went by and then I uh, sat down one day again at the kitchen table and just started to look like, what are isopods that people collect? What are isopods that, um, you know, I I should take that back. I learned that there were some isopods out there that were valuable. So I went on the computer and I started Googling, okay, what are these isopods that actually have some value? And the main one at that time was something called the rubber ducky isopod. It looks like a little rubber ducky. It's from Thailand. Um, So I started to reach out. I found a connect with that. And I was one of the first people, at least on where I live, uh, to get the rubber duckies. Um, and so then I ho- was hold able, on
0: for a second. Can we just take a yeah. step back? What the fuck is an isopod, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: like a ro- like a roly poly. When you're a little kid, you right. see those gray ones. So those no, no, are tra-
0: roly poly. What's a roly poly? I'm from the UK, so I might not have the same reference. A roly poly. Uh,
1: you like when you're a little kid, you never see like these little gray things that would roll up. They kind of have a shine and shimmer to them. They're grayish purple. They uh, they yeah. break down organic matter, but you you're not going to necessarily see them because so many people spray uh, Roundup and stuff nowadays.
0: All right, so it's like a, a natural thing, a, like a, a micro
1: bug. A yeah. Oh
0: bug right, uh, like a silverfish.
2: Uh not no hard shell, not like a silver. Right, okay. Fish. Soil okay. dwelling. Think soil. Think out in the forest. Think when you when you peel back those leaves, you're gonna see all those crawly things. What you're going to okay yeah we
0: called them woodlice here in the, in the oh, uk yeah yeah, yeah wood same lice. thing woodlouse
1: yeah they have a uh, they have a million names out there cool, uh, cool. but I, get, I guess the umbrella term is isopod roly poly kind of thing cool or now now the
0: United uk <laughs> now the uk listeners know what we're talking about okay they're woodlice
1: okay <laughs> so
0: isopod yeah. yeah okay sorry about that now we know
1: yeah and so um what i found out in the reptile world is they're kind of going through the same thing um at the beginning What I noticed when I was getting into the cannabis space, uh, a lot of individuals don't understand soil systems. So like when they have animals, bearded dragons is an example I can use because I personally own one. So nobody uses, um, there's no like closed loop systems with these reptile and anywhere in the reptile world until very recently, they would uh, just put them on like putt-putt grass or a paper towel. They would defecate. It smells the high heaven when they defecate. So you can use these isopods and springtails. There's, again, there's a whole like macro world that goes into this, but they'll actually break down the the animals defecation. When the animal sheds, they'll, they'll eat that as well. Um, they can be a food source for, for the bearded dragon. So I was able to tap into a little niche and then I felt like I had the foresight because I had gone through all the bullshit with the cannabis space to realize that if more people started using bioactive really anything in the reptile world, it would be a game changer. And so that's actually what Marco, myself, Bart, um, Johnny from Mindfully Rooted, Mark from MI Beneficials, um, you know, we're all working together to try to educate that. And that is the beauty of being able to see opportunity as we're also able to monetize that.
0: Mm. So you essentially sell these bugs then, like in packets, essentially, right?
1: Correct. I sell uh, what they call of earth feeder isopods to feed the the animals reptiles and then we also have the ones that people collect kind of like pokemon Um, (laughs) and and those can run up into the thousands for like just a couple of them
0: wow really yeah yeah Yeah, it's
1: pretty a weird world but uh something that i'm really enjoying and i know uh, i was able to get marco uh, a little bit into it as well he's got some fancy ones at his house as well
0: sweet so what's the difference What what makes them like what's the difference between one for a thousand dollars compared to one for a, a couple of dollars
1: uh the ones they're called uh, Thailand spikes um and they actually have like they're, they're like goth metal looking <laughs> isopods. uh they have spikes on the back of them uh, again you need a macro lens to see this stuff so it's just cool. kind of like if you're really into them that would be the holy grail Uh, But most people buy, like, the zebras, the dairy cows, that kind of stuff, because they want them to actually achieve something for them.
2: That's cool, man. Here's a good example, Mackie. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I'm in Virginia, so... As a grower, you know, I'm always looking for castings, you know what I mean? I like everything. We like poop from everything that's, um, you know, on that soil level. Mm -hmm. And so I got some dairy cows and I said, I want the, I want whatever eats the most, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he sent me these dairy cows and I, they call them dairy cows, you know, for a reason. They're out there grazing all day and then basically their bodies are the milk when you're ready to use them. And here's a good way that I'm using them. Um, so I got chicks this year. I'm gonna have chickens, because, yeah, man. You know, like eggs are high as hell. Everybody no, yeah, fucking that. hell.
0: <laughs> it's like gold now, you
3: know? <laughs> exactly. It's like real,
2: like not a golden egg, it is gold, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, so I'm, I'm getting these, I got these baby chicks here now. Oh, sounds awesome. sweet, um, man. Yeah, so we're gonna grow those up to great to grow eggs. So the, what I'm doing with the dairy cows is I use them to you know feed the chicks. You know, what I mean they grow and proliferate so fast that for a snack every day I bring a cup of dairy cows up here and the chicks go crazy. Sweet. And the other benefit I get is now I'm tossing in scraps of my choice into their bin, and I'm talking about a shoebox. Now this is just a shoebox size, uh, plastic bin with you know with the top. And i keep dairy cows in there and i have right now that been is 20 pounds and it's all castings like if i wow. just scoop down i need some castings for my to water in my um in my soil i took a few spoonfuls out add to a gallon of water and um water that in so i'm getting that benefit of that i'm getting that microbiology that waters into my soil and then uh, now my chicks get the benefit of the isopod as a food source. You know that's what I mean? So sweet, man. Yeah. Just keeping everything yeah, all in one circle here within mm. my household, you know, if I can.
0: Man, it, it, we need to see more shit like that. For, for too long, we've been told that we need to buy these salt based nutrients. And there's nothing wrong with the salt based If people want to grow salt based, then that's their choice, man. You yeah, know, everybody grows just as long as you're growing. It's all good. Mm -hmm. But I like this whole idea. You know, it's kind of romantic to think about all these natural things and these natural processes that we can use to feed our plants, man. You don't even need to involve these salt-based nutrients. It's crazy.
1: Um, Mackie, uh, Marco and I, we even reached out to a gentleman. He's pretty well known here in Colorado, uh, Mile High Dave, and he's a salt grower. And, you know, I guess what we were trying to show on the to the audience of our show Mm -hmm. is you can be a salt grower. And and there is um, some people out there that have real skill sets, like unbelievable cannabis that they're producing. Mm -hmm. But those individuals are like some of the top botanists in the country, in the world. So when you're starting out doing this, it's like yeah, I want to. I want to get to wherever. It's especially if you follow more of like the jungle. That's like the jungle boy crowd, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand pH levels at a botanist PhD type level, especially mm-hmm. when you're growing at the. So when we were talking to him, a lot of our audience started to see, wow, that is a lot of work mm-hmm. and a lot of education. And I'm not saying that people, if they want to go that route, they can. Like, but the reality is, is if you're using Mother Nature, trusting Mother Nature. Mm-hmm finding out how to improve on things in the microbial world. Uh, we've, we've always said, trust the process. Yeah. Uh, you're going to realize that you're ahead of the game as far as trying to learn all this stuff. And then, you know, you only have to read three books instead of 30 books uh, to really start to get to understand this stuff. Man, and, um, yeah.
0: I was a cocoa grower for a long time. and you know, I started off in DWC, made my way into cocoa and grew in cocoa for I don't know, like eight years, something like that. And over the last few years, I moved into making my own soil and, you know, uh, reamending it with chicken manure and bone meal and all this kind of shit, and it's just mm-hmm. so much easier this way. Like you say, if you just trust the process, just let nature do its thing, then it it just rolls perfectly. There's not really I, much you have to do.
1: I would caution you on using that bone meal unless you have a solid um, uh, plug. That's but- um.
0: What, what, bone meal. Explain. Yeah. Tell me what, what's, what's the deal with this.
1: Yeah. So the bone meal comes from um, like the slaughterhouses. And so mm. there's, and this might be a little more metaphysical too, Mackie. I don't know your beliefs on that, but so when the, when the cow is getting slaughtered, it's, it's killed right in front of the other one. So all day long, they're hearing that the blood that's spattered and that comes from all of that stuff, that is the, the blood meal, the bone meal type stuff uh, is usually from that industry. And right. if it is, I've seen a lot of people have heavy metal problems, just weird ass problems in general um, from using stuff where it comes from like a, a horse. Uh, you know, some individuals, even organic companies here, you know, there's there's been some issues. I don't want to say their name, but they had some mm. issues. They're a quality brand and they still had issues uh, with, with trying to figure it out. So right. companies that don't give a shit and make the blood meal, um, in my opinion, it's a little dangerous using that. Um, and you can find other sources. I, I would imagine Marco could teach you a variety of ways to also get that to be a lot cheaper for you than having to buy those amendments.
0: Sweet, yeah, yeah. because it, it's something that does concern me as well, because we don't really get to uh test this shit out in the UK. You know, I'd like to do a test, see if it is in, uh, heavy in heavy metals, but there's no way we can really do that as far as I know, but it's, it's something to consider definitely, man. So
3: Yeah,
2: I just know, think it... Marco what are you say no I was just gonna say you know I, I I like to think about this you know from I'm always I'm a grower so I'm always thinking from the growers perspective mm-hmm. and so just picture I picture small you're living in a small space or whatever your space is um it's easy to have to cover all these different systems that you need on your own with small containers there's some examples like I have 10 of these um, shoe box size um, bins, plastic bins with different um, isopods. I have some with um, springtails, orange springtails, white springtails, blue springtails. You can break it down like that. They're all gonna give you different benefits to your soil. They're all gonna add that diversity. And you can make things like FAA. I'd much r- rather have fish bone meal if you're gonna have to um, do that. Right. Start your fish amino acid. It's a bucket with um, unrefined sugar and microbes that can sit anywhere in your household and your wife not even notice or your partner. Like (laughs) the things I do. She'll find out, man.
0: Nothing gets past the bro.
2: (laughs) She knows, but when it's not seen, Mm-hmm. I put my things in my in my man cave or my space, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it's not an issue. And right now while I'm talking, all my processes are working for me. Like all those microbes are doing the work. You know what nice. I mean? Like nobody wants, you know, I don't have time to spoil in, a, in my garden, right? I don't want to toil. I don't want to be like, it's a good workout. And that's just natural part of the process and the lifestyle. It mm-hmm. works your body, which is good. But there's no need to just toil on that one. You can be somewhere else doing something else and and um, maximizing yourself. You know, you're only one person. Mm-hmm. So right now I got rabbits, which are pooping. You know what I mean? I got birds, which are growing, eventually going to give me eggs. I got FAAs. I got JLF, which are liquid fertilizers. These get a little funky. Um, They're in the Jadam book. It's basically organic material water and microbes um left to left to decompose you know with the mindset there's nothing better to feed a plant than a plant you know what i mean just my point is you can do that in a five gallon bucket or five liter whatever you know the, the, the paint bucket or whatever it is plastic food buckets you know mm. food grade um and these things can be working for you all the time you know once it takes a while now it takes a year for faa to be ready but in that wow. year you're but waiting. yeah you start now it? you know <laughs> Yeah, start now. But mm. I started five years ago, so I have fa that's five years old. You know what wow. I'm saying? So yeah. whenever you start is when you start, and it, things like that get stronger with time. It breaks down. You get take the bones, you crush them up in a in a in a processor, and now you have fish your own fishbone meal. Oh, you know that's I mean? so cool, so, man! See, that's yeah. what I'd
0: like to do eventually. I'd I'd love to just like everything. Uh, is made myself. I don't have to outsource anything. To be able to just make all of your own stuff and grow your own cannabis from all your own stuff, that'd be epic.
2: It's very freeing, man. Especially a yeah, level of yeah. cannabis, bro. Mm. Yeah, with because can- you're like, man, I'm smoking this. I know as There's nothing cleaner because mm-hmm. I've my hands have touched every piece of it, and and it, and it's just good, man. And and I think that everybody can do a little one piece. Start with one piece. Start with one, Start with one shoebox size. you know how would
0: how would you do that how would you start with the uh, isopod house
2: so all right so the way i start them is pretty much the same and i know Brian can get into more detail but i'll take um limestone dust and then i'll take limestone gravel and i'll put a thin layer on the bottom of this plastic tote container um about two uh a centimeter you know what i mean no more no, no more than that quarter inch right um, that's not a centimeter but quarter inch it's close um, enough it's about yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> so the point is get a layer of that down there because isopods if you read up on them they're found in caves that have a lot of limestone and so that automatically now you're you're emulating where they're from see that's how my mindset works now that's mm. the base and now from there um, I like leaves. I like shredded leaves. I like magnolia leaves, which are hardwoods. Uh, well, yeah, hardwoods uh, here, hardwood trees, magnolia, oak, all the kind of leaves that you see in the forest. Um, crush those up, put those in there. And then I like to do things like there's different powders, like uh, brewer's yeast. It's very fine. Um, uh, You can put that in there. Just keep it moist. You know what I mean? Nice. Close the top. Put buy a pack of isopods from Rubber Ducky because I did. I mean, whatever uh, price range fits your your needs. I like the dairy cows. They eat. They they do a lot of work. And as a grower, I want whatever's working the hardest. We don't have to look pretty, although I do have some pretty ones. And now <laughs> put those leaves in there, moisten it, and I like to moisten it. Watch it closely. I want to moisten it to the point where the water percolates through the limestone. Right. I don't want water higher than that limestone. Um powder gravel layer right and then that's your moisture indicator for the for that bin now when you walk up when you look at it sometimes i just look at the bottom and i say okay they're good and i don't even open it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. and that's just a thing you set on the shelf and you'll and before you know it a cool i like the basement's perfect but just set them up and read their you know their instructions don't keep them too hot but then that's just something that within weeks they start reproducing themselves and then you can't you have a useful uh fresh, you know what i mean to add to your right. teas or whatever you're doing
0: so how would you and, use that then Well, you just use it as like a, a you'd make like a compost tea out of it
2: yeah so like say if i'm if i'm just gonna make a feed right i'll take up my bucket of water and then i'll take you know some jls which is my liquid fertilizer put that in i'll Depending on what I'm doing, I know these ratios in my head, but if I'm like pushing hard, if I'm pushing my lights hard and pushing and I really want to push my plants, I'll feed my fertilizers, even though they're 100% um, organic, I'll feed them like you would feed salts. I'll check the EC and push the EC to match my light, match my stage of plant growth and really go hard. That's when I'm putting the gas down. Right. But traditionally, I'll just take the bucket. If I'm just chilling and we're just growing, you know, I'm growing my my smoke. Then I'll take my bucket, I'll put in some JLF, a little bit, and then I'll take a few spoonfuls of the um frass from the um from the dairy cows. I might take some isopods, just a spoonful of them. And then I'll take some of my um FAA, depending on how I'm feeding, but basically just water that in now. And what I'm doing is just getting that into my soil, getting that diversity into my soil. And, you know, what comes out of the dairy cow bin, as far as microbial, you know, it may or may not survive when it gets into my soil beds, because my soil beds are rocking and rolling, you know, they're Mm. indigenous and they're doing their thing. If they don't survive, there'll be food for what's in there and also plant nutrients uh, in the same spoonful. Um, If they do survive, now I got more diversity in my soil. They're telling me, damn, I, I survived wherever I'm from. And now that I'm here, I'm also surviving in Marco's soil bed. You know what I mean? And those kind of things are when, and, you don't necessarily need to know that if you, you want, you can, if you want to go deep into this microscope and scope before you put the spoonful in and see what that looks like. And then, you know, you can do that, but you don't have to, you can just trust the fact that nature is going to sort itself out. You mm. know what I mean, I know that's mm-hmm. a long uh, answer to your question. But... No, no, it
0: wasn't at all, man. I you just wondering that, you know, you said um, you'd use a spoonful of isopods. Do you mean you'd wait for them to die and then grind them up or would you just use no.
2: No, no. What I'm telling you is this in this shoebox plastic bin that we've been picturing, and yeah. I told you how to build mm-hmm. those leaves that you put in there. Right. Are decomposed into their frass, and this box fills up with their frass. Okay. And so when you're just adding leaves now, you're adding leaves on top, and then their frass just keeps piling up. Now that's something that easily can. Um, scoop down in there, take some out. You know what nice, I mean? Nice. Okay. We're just talking about the shit, the poop. You mm-hmm, know, we don't, mm-hmm. and leave the isopods in there. Or I grab some of them out to feed, you know, feed my chickens. And the cool thing about them is with isopods, I noticed that if you just kind of let them dry out, and this is in your soil too, if anybody builds their natural soils and have like the native outdoor wood lice or, or isopods that are native, um, a good thing is letting your soil dry back. When they dry back, the adults die first, and um, I'm sure Brian can talk on this too. But they, and then you just end up with a bunch of juveniles, you know. And then if you keep it even drier, you kind of dry, um, kill them back that way. So there's ways to kind of deal with them. But I usually like to just keep them in 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 their separate uh, bins, feed in there what I want. Some bins only get you know cannabis, you know, because like I said, best thing to feed a plant is a plant. Mm. So this bin is isopods pandas they get a lot of cannabis leaves now when i take that frass that frass has a different set of microbes that have come from cannabis leaves went through the uh, isopod and then now this frass is going water back into the soil you know so it's all about you know that is kind of what to me the, the key to growing quality cannabis because you think about the terps are on such a small level on the other end of the plant the roots are the same way so you got to think about it that way Think your microbes
0: Mm. damn that's some
1: interesting shit Mm -hmm. it's funny you mentioned shit because that's (laughs) when you get to the upper echelons of trying to understand building soil systems it really is the frass the shit that makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. um and you can use you know Marco is one of the f- first guys that really broke it down for me. Why, you know, the difference between cricket frass and black soldier fly larvae frass. You're I mean, right. the, the yeah, it's kind of like baloney to steak. I mean, once you start to understand this stuff, that's how you're going to get those colors that you're after. Some of the blues and the pinks and uh, cannabis that really wow uh, the customers okay. or just to have a perpetual harvest. Um, that's obviously is Based mostly on the genetics you kind of got to get that dialed in know whose uh cannabis can can achieve that but it's it's the poop in the microbial world for me where i was able to go from mid mid grade at best to now having something that people were you know willing to prepay and i'd Mm. never experienced that before
0: Mm. so when you're looking after your isopods, because you have all these different kinds are they kept in do they all live together or do you keep them all in separate containers depending on which type they are
1: uh, i keep them in separate containers and they're all their own little world upon worlds um Ooh. the ones that marco is mentioning you know he's dropping bars for you guys to breed the cubaris species right. um that's one of the hardest ones to breed it's kind and of that's like the dairy the, cow one no uh dairy cows porcellio lavis that that right. one the beauty of that one is that it is so industrial, if you will, that um, you're, you're not going to fail with that one. It, it's so prolific that Marco never has to buy those from me again. He can feed them. And especially as they continue to grow out, uh, he could probably start to feed a variety of different things, clean up different things. They're a cleanup crew. They, they love to eat um, poop. So when you start to add all of these things, that's where that the difference in that microbial world, that diversity, really starts to shine through, is because you're putting all these different poops in your soil systems, and then <laughs> and then you're using, um, or at least for me, I like to use uh, composting worms. I like to use mm-hmm. the red wigglers at the top, the the African night crawlers um, more in the middle, and then sometimes if it's a big enough container, you can use the Georgia jumpers, the Alabama jumpers. Uh, just don't use the Canadian nightcrawlers because those are used for bait for a reason. Um, they're they're highly unintelligent, however that works for worms, and they will leave your pots. So the only time I've right. ever had worms leave is when you've tried to fuck around with worms that you bought from a bait shop. So you right. don't want to do that. You want to buy them from a, the African nightcrawler to me is probably the best uh, version of both. Mm. So you have... That way you can kind of run with those. And then once you want to really take your stuff to the next level, buy a few red wigglers.
0: Man, it's funny you say that because I have worm farms, uh, like pretty big nowadays. I've got uh, three 150-liter containers full of like soil and um, worm compost that has just built up over time. So many worms. But when I first nice. started dealing with worms, uh, I bought some from the pet shop. And I, I just uh, put them on the top of my plant pots. And am like, yeah, they'll live nicely in that soil. And then I just forgot all about them. And after the crop, when I've chopped everything down, and I've moved my pots and on the bottom of the pots were just like a load of dry, dead worms <laughs> because they, they tried to get out, but couldn't go anywhere and just lay there and died and just dried up, man. It was a bit shit. So then I don't put worms in my pots anymore. But now I have like proper worms. I've got the night crawlers, uh, the three different types I have in, in the uh, worm farm outside. So maybe I should try that again. Maybe I should put some worms in my soil
1: absolutely and just like marco's using the rabbits that's a mm. considered a cold manure so again you're using poop once it comes out of the animal you can put it right on um your your beds if you if you're growing out of like raised beds or your pots drizzle a few of those Man. and then i and then i always like to um add a few of the worms like i was saying they love to break that down the springtails love to break that down the so, isopods love
0: my daughter is going to be so happy about this podcast you know because she's been going on she wants rabbits and she wants chickens and it's always like, nah. Not having no rabbits. Yeah. Not, not going to have chickens. I've, I've been kind of leaning towards getting chickens recently, but not a rabbit. But now, after listening to you guys, <laughs> I'm going to have myself a bearded dragon. I'm going <laughs> to have myself a rabbit or two. You know, some yes, chicks. Sir. You
1: know what I'm saying? This is the way. Definitely. If you're going to get a rabbit for your daughter, get her one that's called a lionhead rabbit. They're extremely intelligent, and you can actually potty train them. Okay.
0: But, but 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 so then you can like make them shit in a particular tub so you don't have to clean it up
1: uh just just teach them to shit in the pots that you're growing your oh! canvas <laughs> or your worm bin. <laughs> or your worm oh, bin. yeah
0: yeah nice and then the worms will eat that and then it's twice as good right
1: they love to break that stuff down man and once you have springtails uh we used to joke you know when you water it looks like christmas morning they kind of <laughs> all come to the top for a second mm-hmm. for me for me that's when you're like all right this is a thriving soil system and then that's when you kind of take a step back and you realize all right i'm more of a coach now for this system instead of these plants relying on me kind of more as as you see in like the salt based uh industry
0: mm-hmm. now, I remember getting springtails the first time i've seen springtails it was growing in cocoa and just salt based nutrients and just all of a sudden there's millions of these little white things. Every time I water, they float to the top and they're rolling around on the top of the medium. I thought my plants were going to die and shit. You know, <laughs> oh, my God, look at all these bugs, man. I'm infested. You know? right. <laughs> but I did some research, found out that they're OK and now I don't bother with them so much. But I haven't seen any springtails in my soil since i started growing in soil would you say i should go out and buy some from the pet shop because you can buy springtails for like the terrariums right that's a question
2: collect them man i would go to the forest near you and collect them right right are they difficult
0: to find though
2: Huh?
0: are they difficult to find
2: well, you know, the way to go about that is you go ahead and collect some pieces of, you know, decaying wood and right. this, you know and things like that. You collect things, bring mm. them, you know, I mm. like to go out when I walk with, in the forest, we'll bring home a bag of different crap, you know, different things. or This stone a uh, piece of wood or this broken down log and just mm. a handful of this. I mean, I remember stopping and just getting a little bit of anthill soil. There was an anthill um uh, they had dug down to clay this was sand i was like oh damn there's clay down under this path and then so i just scraped up some of the anthill soil Sweet. you know just grabbed a little handful right quick and kept it moving um things like that that's just part of the mindset though man and, and and it really becomes true like i noticed that my soils get better and better and better like it's like the soil that my oldest soil that i made when i didn't know much you know what i mean it it's not, it's some of the newer soils that I'm making are, are like doing just as well as that now, you know? So, and I, and I attribute that to me knowing more about kind of adding these different diversity, you know, to my soils.
0: Mm, damn. That's so cool, man. they just letting nature do its thing. That's going to be the best way isn't it.
2: Yeah. And then, you know, the, the key to that is when you do have that thriving living soil, you know, that cause I like to do the, um, of a raised bed if you know we're talking cannabis indoor mm-hmm. um build that uh, horizontal soil and you know the the so for me the horizon is probably the best you know best way to go about it what you mean by the, horizontal so you know the soil out in nature there's a lot of different horizons and i'm not any kind of um soil expert you know but i understand just a, a little bit about the horizons to the point where how we use them on an indoor bed so for instance, when we have a living soil bed, you know, you picture them being about 18 inches tall, hmm. you know? So what I like to do is that bottom, you know, breather strip, if you ever seen those, some of the ones that they have over here um, have that breather strip. Um, about four inches of start with rock, which would be like pumice or lava rock. And then from there, I like to go with a river um, gravel, smaller gravel to fill those cracks right I'm picturing it, keeping it level at about four inches and then ending up at about four inches and then from there i like to go um i, I if i like to go collect sand and silt from the river edge a clean river that you may have if you mm. don't have that do the best you can but on that so that top layer would be coarser gravel sand and silt and then flatten it off make that a nice flat top where when you look at it you think oh it's just sand right Mm -hmm. so that's going to be your filter and what that is your sand filter that's going to stop any of your organic particles from above from being washed down out of your um system if you will you Mm -hmm. know this should sit on a tray but you don't want all your your you know leachate to wash out and your organic material to wash out with it so on top of that, now I put my that and that would be your um your e horizon, you know, and that's for alluvial, you know. We're trying to emulate the alluvial layer where bedrock, you know, is broken off and starts gradually turning into soil. You know, that's right, our yeah. mindset mm-hmm. there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: On top of that, um, will be our a layer. You know what I mean? And for that layer is going to be your typical soil, you know, your soil build. You know, I build my own soil. I use a lot of IMO, indigenous microorganisms in my soil. That's going to be the, the belly of the meat of your, your your system there. Um, Where that layer and the sand layer meet, that's a place where a lot of organic material builds up and the plant roots go crazy right there. Um now right on top of that, I, I like to go with the O layer. So we're going E A and O, which stands for organic. And then that's that's about four inches. So your middle layer, your A is about 12, 12 to 16. Mm-hmm. And then your top O is going to be about four inches. And that I like to use alfalfa, organically grown straws, um, combined with acorns, which I collect from the forest. Wow which I you know, inoculate beforehand with IMO. I don't want to get too deep with it, but I want to let people understand there's levels to it and you can really get into it. And so now that O-layer emulates that floor where the leaves drop every year. A forest that, you know, the leaves drop, they feed the soil. And by the time spring comes, you barely even see the leaves, you know? Mm-hmm. And here we go doing the process again, the plant feeding itself. You got it. My whole point to saying all that was you got to have that O-layer tight Um, and thick, not tight meaning compressed, but thick, quality, good good nutrients in there because that's where all that soil shredding is happening and that's where a lot of your cannabis roots are going to go up to feed as well as that bottom layer where that sand filter is. So So
0: the the roots grow down to that and then go back up?
2: Yeah, so you have roots to stay right at the surface because I'm going to have that nice thick of four inches of organic material, so it's going to be nice and moist there. And you'll see that roots will come up. I'll plant like seedlings down low and the roots come up to the surface where that um, or- organic layer meet, And yeah. that's where a lot of your isopods, your um, millipedes, your composting worms, they will be right there. And that's where they do a lot of their work. So you got, and then, I'm telling you that four inches threads down to nothing in one run for me. I have to add another four inches of thick mulch layer each run, or else my top of my soil where you touch, I would be touching the soil and it would be bare and dry, and I don't want that.
0: Damn. Does all this talk make you miss growing there, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah, I
1: have I have grand plans to to get back into this and to buy a, a larger piece of property where I would probably even mm-hmm. pay Marco to come and tell me like, what do you think of this move? What do you think of that move? Um we'll
2: Just come out and do that for free, buddy. You know that,
1: <laughs> but. I hope that you see Mackie and your audience sees that Marco and I are just coming from a genuine place. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the best part about us, man, is we don't do this for anything other than to give back. It's not like, you know, no one's paying us to do this. Um, we just show up each and every week. I show up for him. He shows up for me. That's hard to find. Um, when you're Mm -hmm. talking like long-term, you know? So when you, when you have, I guess I'm saying this part is if you have a peer group and you guys are challenging each other and, and, you know, constantly kind of just, Hey man, what are you doing? Hey, I've, I have felt like that is where I was able to build my attributes a lot quicker uh, when, when I was able to find a better network. And I know when we're, when we're growing cannabis, sometimes it's easy. The money sometimes is a little bit easy and we get, um, or at least for me, man, I got kind of lazy uh, for a few days because the money was too easy. I didn't, Challenge myself, educate myself. Just kind of wasted it to be honest. Going out Mm. to clubs and all this stuff. And now that I've gotten older, it's man. If you can dial in this stuff in your in your early twenties, where you understand not only how to grow high end cannabis, but you know how to wash it to make it to you know a a beautiful concentrated product, a a pure medicine uh, with that cannabis, and you're able to do that in your early twenties, you're going to have a lifetime of success uh, Mm. figuring this stuff out. Um, And that's kind of what I hope that we pass the torch on to individuals that hopefully become so involved in this. Um, Marco and I love to shout out this kid, uh, King J, because he does have those purples and the pinks and just some of the the colors that almost look, you know, people thought were um, were fake mm. uh, back in the early uh, social media days. But shout out to Bushy Old Grower. He's a guy from California, but he was one of the first individuals where he was pumping out genetics that was so solid that when we were messing with this microbial world, we were able to get cannabis that had a little bit of a blue hint to it. It was called Blue Moonshine, and that was how I was able to to I guess find find my own way uh, was genetics. So when you're building out your tents and your lights and you have all of these different variables that you're focused on you 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 also need to understand what genetics you are running and if you're just getting clones from a buddy that's usually um it's not what what they claim it to be if you don't have a trained eye you could have russets or spider mites so it's just a, it's going to be a problem from Whoa. day
0: one Hop virus that hop latent virus that, 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 yeah uh, that could right. be our cuttings too man you gotta be real careful with that shit
1: Yeah, you got to. So I think seed, especially if you're trying to break this down and and you want to do this of quality, and this is a long term play for you, Mm. uh, then you you need to understand your genetics, where they're coming from. uh, And you need to pheno hunt and find your own stuff so that you have something special that nobody else has. And then that's how you're going to get people to come back. And we always joke, man, the only business is repeat business. And I believe that my entire life. Uh, I, it's so much easier to just build a brand when people want to come back than constantly having to go out there and, and try to hustle your stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, you know, I'm like inspired now. Just thinking about ways I can get some rocks and some sand and some soil.
2: <laughs> Definitely, man. <laughs> it's just
0: it's just shit here in the UK. because we have been growing for a long time, like 12 years now. And it's always been like my end goal is I want to be growing in a raised bed. But here in the UK, with it being illegal, it's just it, it's yeah. so easy for the old bill to just come along. The, the police, you know, the old bill is what we call them. And kick off your door, trash everything. Then it's all fucked. So, yeah. you know, you you do usually you most people would grow like upstairs as well. And that kind of shit, having a raised bed, a 1.2 meter across raised bed, you know, 18 inches high, full of soil and rocks. That's a lot of weight. And yeah. if it's not on the ground,
2: it could fucking pull the floor down, you know. Exactly. Great, great point there, man. And and definitely, and I would say, man, yeah, that's the that's the most elaborate. That's when you have all your wish list and you know concrete floor, mm. you know, basement set up, boom, boom, boom. But, you know, I do recommend if you're going to go pots, you know, man, go as big as you can go with that Mm -hmm. 20, um, 30 gallon, you know, hey, if if something jumps off, it's not a, you know, the end of the world. And you could move that and toss that or do Mm -hmm. something with that um, if you had to. But what that's going to do is just help you get as much of that soil um, nutrient cycling as you can and really. I mean to me man really what got me off of the bottles and things like that back in the day was just the fact that I saw when before it was legal here I saw um friends go to prison and it was because yeah. of um cannabis you know what I mean cannabis opened the door the smell or the whatever they the transaction they did had the, was the reason they kicked the door in and led to a lot more stuff but you know then that came from Someone just going to the store, you know, the local, you know, hydroponic store, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. and um, bought a truckload of sh- gear, right? Drove it to his place out in the country. And then that week, he gets the door kicked in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So things like that, if anything, over in UK, my mindset goes right back to where you are. And so where, where you are is I don't need a lot of traffic in and out. I don't need to be carrying big bags of anything in and out. Mm -hmm. um so the key is try to get your soil in there another good reason and why i stopped recycling soil i'm like damn i'm risking bringing it in and i'm risking being seen taking it out Mm -hmm. no too much too much let's recycle the soil and then so now really the in and out it becomes just your body you know what i mean your groceries Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you got a package of isopods, or you got this or you got that you know you got some worms in you're very green with it you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're, you're recycling a lot of your food waste and um to me i think that's more of a necessity because now you're if not you're sketchy with the bottles you got to get that in the mail or wherever you got to get yeah. it you know and that, that to me that's trash oh you got a nosy trash man mm-hmm. or how am i rinsing this out or, or well, you um, know
0: amazon take... arrives and you're not in so they <laughs> drop it off at your neighbor's house and your neighbor's like thank oh you. what's this thank you advanced man. nutrients sensey grow <laughs> <laughs>
2: what's that for? <laughs>
0: Who's
2: this? Who's this for? You know I mean,
0: <laughs> what's Barney's farm? What are these? Right, right you know.
2: So that's another reason to keep it cool, man. And I hate mm. that. I hated that feeling, man. I know, yeah. but I'm sure now. How is it? We're getting genetics. I'm sure all oh, that's easy, right? All good.
0: But the cannabis seeds in the UK are um, not illegal or anything. They're sold as souvenirs, so you can have okay. them. You're just not allowed to germinate them. i got you but you know who the fuck does that who's just got a collection of seeds i know many of us have a collection of seeds but there's a purpose for that collection we pop them regularly
2: (laughs) thank you no doubt (laughs) you know
0: i mean so virginia is fully legalized and you can grow how many plants now marco
2: uh we can grow uh four plants per uh residence right right uh, i believe that's believe that's what they wrote on paper
0: right but nobody's coming around checking
2: no yeah
1: no
0: and what, yeah, what about yeah. you, Brian? What, what, how many plants can you grow? But I know your landlord doesn't let you, but if you did, how many could you?
1: Well, um, just living in Colorado is six plants per adult Wow. Uh, in the household. But you can go and pay like 200 bucks and then you can get a 50 plant count. Wow. Um, license. That's my plan. Oh, wow. Once I can get a piece of property again, it's mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you guys have HOAs in, in the UK, but don't ever buy into that if you want to grow as well because those people have a lot more power than you would think
0: HLA's, what's that
1: uh they're like housing authorities so they supposedly make sure that the property values stay up uh but they can um put liens on your house and they're pretty pretty powerful people if they find out that you're growing
0: Mm. it's just always better just keep it to yourself man you don't need to tell anybody yeah it's like what, what are you gonna do? That's you tell somebody, yeah, that for sure. Absolutely. It's like you don't need to tell anybody. You can find out all the information you need online, you know. No need to go telling anybody and exposing and putting your grow at risk and shit. Just keep it to yourself, man. It's the safest way.
2: Shows yeah, like this, literally, like mm-hmm. man, these didn't exist back in the day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'd be on the, I remember being on the forums, like, but but too afraid to even ask a single question or correspond one time mm-hmm. i would I'll have track to track
0: my ip address <laughs> right man i was <laughs> thinking that
2: I, I would wait so long for my question to be answered or, or look for it so long because it was always something you know uh, usually like soil related at, at <laughs> you times. know
0: putting up the old swim posts remember swim posts someone who isn't me my friend has this plant Right, right,
2: right. right. And the leaves
0: are going yellow. (laughs) What does he have to do? And I'll pass on the message to him. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) At Different times, man. He's like, I remember the first time I signed up to a forum a long, long time ago, man. And, you know, I was just scared to even put a post up. But now I fucking run one there you go you
2: know it's crazy shit man you've come a long way you've come mm-hmm. some, you come some way you just know. keep testing
0: the water you know just keep <laughs> keep testing man see how yeah. far it goes and i've been fine so far let's just hope it stays yeah. that way but you I know just... you're
1: good when you feel comfortable to be able to show your face
0: yeah yeah and so... i would do man but you're not missing much really <laughs>
1: <laughs> but,
0: yeah, it's just it, it's just the kids you know I just don't want to put the because it's not the authorities that I'll be bothered about it's people seeing me knowing who I am and then be thinking oh we can go and kick his door off and take his shit he wouldn't know it was us that's yeah. that's the problem you know the, the old bill they have to live by certain rules the the criminals the bandits they don't live by any set of rules man they barely even have any fucking conscience, you know so they'll happily just come along and chop your fucking arm off on the way in yeah
1: that reminds me of one of my famous uh or one of one of the ones i like uh, it was uh lock stock and two smoking barrels mm-hmm. you ever heard of that mm-hmm. movie yeah <laughs> where, the, where the guy goes uh we grow copious amounts of ganja yes uh, we, well then we... lock the fucking door
0: you know <laughs> what i mean We grow copious amounts of marijuana here, Winston, and you're walking around with a fucking wasted girl. It's so like that. (laughs) Not exactly Exactly. income fucking are you? Yeah, what a fucking movie. Love that film. (laughs) Man, but But that's the
1: kind of stuff, man. Because if you Mm -hmm. get to eventually Mm -hmm. to that level, too many people talk. So yeah. It's it's better to be small time and just do your own thing Mm -hmm. and and fund it yourself. That way you don't have to rely on anyone else. And then you know, if, if your lady, you know, whoever's living at the house, obviously your lady probably needs to know about it. But mm-hmm. um, other than that, I wouldn't. Yeah, man, it's silly, man. It, yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're taking any kind of risk, why why speak on it in any way? Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I understand that, but yeah. hopefully in time you'll be able to be growing oh, from these sure. bands for sure, yeah.
0: man. That's what I'm hoping for one day, and uh, we'll get there eventually. There's no doubt, man. But I'm definitely going to start looking into um, getting some chickens now. You know, that's serious, man. I'm going to look into getting some chickens and some rabbits because that's the
2: direction I want to head in. And it's been, How many chickens can you have?
0: What, there's rules. Can well, I not have as many as I like?
2: <laughs> well, you got to read your rules. Oh, <laughs>
0: shit. These government motherfuckers, they're trying I to know, even tell man. me how many chickens I can have? God damn. You can have four chickens and we want three eggs. Motherfuckers. <laughs> God
2: well damn. look, they don't want roosters here. There, you can't have a rooster a certain city right? The right. They, they, they do their thing. Yeah. You don't want a rooster anywhere. Just no, I
0: definitely you. don't. Man, there's magpies outside my house someday. days, just fucking raw,
2: raw, raw. shut the
0: fuck up. You... <laughs> Every <laughs> they morning drive me mental. Shit. God damn. The, the core <laughs> of the magpie. God damn. <laughs> shit. And there's one that lives in my gutter. Like on the on the roof of the house, and he's just it's like pretty much every morning. I don't hear him much anymore, but I, maybe because it's been winter time. Now summer's coming back. He's gonna be there every morning. Okay, look at my dick, look at my dick, because that's essentially what he's saying. He's just looking for a mate, you know. Just screaming about look at my dick.
1: <laughs>
0: that's what yeah, you imagine birds say all morning. the time, you know.
2: Yeah, bastards, fucking birds.
0: Uh, chickens need space to roam I feel this is Chilbert in the chat and Chilbert asked a question as well Uh, something about uh, uh, sorry the question was meant for Brian what happened to Degore D-A-G-U-E-R-R-E did he get into MMA what's that that about one of your friends got into MMA or something
1: no he's uh, he was a gentleman that uh, I thought was a friend that wasn't a friend
0: oh lame oh well that's the way it goes sometimes. We, we have to pay expensive prices to learn these valuable lessons sometimes.
1: That's that's why, you know, the circle gets so small, it became a mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I enjoy hanging out with Marco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's good, man. You guys have got good chemistry on your show and shit. And I can see why so many people watch it. It's good. And, you know, you got good chemistry here as well uh, during this episode here, man. It's been good to have you guys along and chat. You know, I've learned a lot, been inspired by some of this shit. I mean, the isopods and man, so much. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it, you know, (laughs) take some notes. You know what I'm
2: saying? Hey, We do that too, man. We, we, uh, I take notes every week. I try to learn something from every guest. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, I don't know about you, Mackie, but I just have people on that I can learn from. Oh yeah. I I, I want him on here because I want to know more about chickens. You know, that's what, that's going to be my next guest.
0: (laughs) Matt, we had Graham Hancock on the show before, you know, Graham Hancock.
1: No, no. I, I don't
2: know. Oh,
0: man. I, I know
1: who that is.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not really anything to do with cannabis, but I'm just intrigued by all of his ideas and, you know, ancient civilizations, the young trias and all that. And we had a fucking awesome conversation for like an hour, you know? And th- that was two years of hassling him, that was to get that interview. Two years, man. Over I'm two surprised years. you
1: got it. That's uh, that guy's pretty famous, man, for that. Re-
0: kind of I'm stuff. relentless, bro. Relentless. Yeah just, <laughs> just got to keep asking but yeah real good interview and he said he'd like to come back so like uh in june sometime maybe so that was real cool just got to keep trying you know uh, I, I enjoy this podcasting thing it's hard work sometimes you know there's a lot of editing to do and it's you have to get all the guests in and organize so much but like you say you learn so much from all these different people and you have some great conversations man it, it's uh it's good fun But uh, like you say, you know, you don't make any money doing it. You just do it for
2: the love of it, you know? Man, I got paid two hats and a (laughs) T-shirt. What? (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) What? Bro,
2: (laughs) you're rolling in it now, you know?
1: (laughs) I'm rolling. Well, I I would say I learned, um, you know, for doing this for so long, you kind of learn from each guest and you realize that, there's so many people out there that are bright minded. You know, if you could even just put the the effort out there, you can find success as well. And I never, I never felt like that was um, something that I could experience until you kind of find your own way. Hmm. And I think cannabis, especially if you're in the UK and keeping it quiet, that's your own way, man. You get to hmm. have a little extra money. You start out with maybe like a little tent, um, a, kind of build up your, your inventory and then build up your, materials and everything that you need to kind of take it to the next level but if you could be flipping um i mean our goal is to try to get in between like closer to about 10 pounds um and at the prices that you're talking about and you have the network and stuff um you you'd be able to find a healthy living for yourself with just a few little Mm. things in a basement again if you can just keep your mouth shut that's it mate that's it but there's a there's a lot of when you when you say that, hey, man, these uh, Henry's, these three point fives cost you know, 70 bucks or whatever. To me, that's opportunity for somebody that's <laughs> that's OK with a little bit of and um, living in the gray world and having a little mm-hmm. bit of risk. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like major risk. We like to call that calculated risk. And if you're one of those individuals that's OK with it, man, yeah. that that sounds like major opportunity.
0: Man. That's right. man it's a gap in the market that needs filling in by somebody.
1: Yeah, shit, yeah we never yeah,
2: got it. It is. those numbers are up there that's mm. when you got to say um yeah i got this from my buddy in uh wales <laughs> you know <what> I <laughs> 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 you know
0: what i mean can, can he get more let me phone him
2: yeah let <laughs> me call him up yep he's good <laughs>
0: yeah you know just just go and fucking have a smoke come back in 15 minutes and be like yeah man he said he's good I, I, I can go pick it up for you and bring it to you is that all right <laughs>
2: crazy shit. Yeah, but you're living that, bro. That's that's how it is. You Mm -hmm. you know, people got to be creative.
0: That's right, man. I I just don't sell any of mine because yeah, when you run out, you have to go back buying on the street again, and you have to pay these stupid prices for weed. It's like fuck that. Yeah, just keep my own. It's like one of my friends. There's a drought or something going on right now, and one of my friends been hassling for me. It's like yeah, I've got money, man. Can you bring me some weed? I'm like, nah, mate. I haven't got any, and I have. I have got some, (laughs) but you know. That, that 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 can't be, if I sell it, then I'm running out and then I'm in the same position as he is running around trying to find weed. I've even had my brother contact me. Be like, can you get me some weed? I'm like, no, I can't get anything, man. It's not about, you know, and I have it. Well, I can't take it to him. And he's asked me like three times, man. It's like, God damn it. It's just principle. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I can't put myself in, in risk like that. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I feel you, man. It's just the way it is. Yeah, but see, that's where that's where you don't really feel bad because you kept your mouth shut and they don't know you you grew it. See, mm, mm-hmm, so if, mm-hmm. if you didn't keep your mouth shut, now that leads to man, I know you got it because you got it. You know, but this like- is the
0: thing, you know, when you go visit your friends and you've got that poka you know, <laughs> and they've just got some dry, crumbly ass weed. It's got no flavor, got no smell, and you've got lemon tree organic mm. lemon tree that's been finely cured for months and they're like oh man can you get me some of that shit you're like oh no no, man this guy's not looking for any more customers i'm afraid you know (laughs) it's like damn feel like such a prick but that's the way it has to be you know
2: yeah damn yeah like we say mackie when you crack that jar and somebody across the rooms hunts you down like Mm -hmm. who 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 did that
0: that's right i always let him roll off my stash that's cool. Yeah, roll on man smoke it's all good no my weed is my weed for now one day might be able to you know become a small time farmer and shit but just have to wait for the laws to change mm-hmm,
2: definitely yeah i love giving it to my loved ones man mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. i never want like my dad i'm like you never run out <laughs> mm-hmm. here are your jars and he brings me back to empties and keep it keep them stocked you know yeah man I'd, that I'd, feels good
0: and take little one sheeters around to my mother but she don't need to buy anything You no know? she used to buy exactly. me shoes when i was a kid so you know yeah you know, i owe her more than anything so i just take little one sheeters around to her
2: and she can smoke those yeah i ate a lot of food as a kid so mm. um, he didn't he never sent me a bill for that so yeah
0: so I'm you know and i'd take my mom shopping and she's like you want some petrol money it's like no, you know <laughs> Well, all the time is we, you know, your mother just pays for so much shit when you're a kid. You know, it, it just feels rude to take any money off her for anything. That's the way it is, right? That's why we have kids. One of the reasons, anyway. So they can look after us when we get old.
2: Well, I skipped the kids stage, so. Mm-hmm. Just, but you got nephew yeah. though. Yeah, that and it's all on you, nephew. Yeah, it's all
0: on you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> shit. So with your, with your podcast as well, you just do shows on a Wednesday.
2: Yeah, we just do, we go Wednesdays, but this same time that we started today, we mm-hmm, Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, although I've been asking to switch to Thursday, but I think Wednesday works the best for the group, you know. So, yeah, we do Wednesday, but we go live, man. You know, we're right there live.
0: Yeah, yeah. We do that on Sundays, man, at nine o'clock on Sundays. Oh, okay. just go for a couple of hours and go live. Yeah. It's good fun, man. And, and, you know, the cannabis community, they're all good people, like-minded people, you know.
2: Definitely. So everybody's you, got a good uh, sense of humor, you know
0: what I mean. Mm-hmm. Do you have a uh, downloads as well? Can you download the podcast, or are you just on YouTube?
1: Uh, we're just on YouTube. Right. Uh, okay. The the platform is owned by a gentleman named Peter, mm. and so instead of him just kind of hoarding it for himself, uh, he kind of gave it to the community. And so there's a variety of different people that have shows. Um, there's FCP One, which is uh, Marco and I show on there. Uh, but he also has, you know, a second channel and a third channel. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a variety of different things. Like if you're not into just growing cannabis, there's people that are teaching about mental health, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Speaking. Using cannabis to, to improve your lifestyle. Um, and then I think a lot more people are also talking about ways to just better the community and that's something that Marco and I are mm-hmm. trying to champion a lot more and hopefully we're going to have more uh, live events because I think that's where the magic really happens is mm-hmm. when the camaraderie is is live and in the flesh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure man.
2: Speaking of that uh mac do you so for 420 over there in UK what's what's happening over there is are they day festivals or what's going on nothing? Or? There's
0: usually a big meetup in Hyde Park in London and different cities will have uh Different meetups where all the stoners get together, and the police don't really bother anybody. You know, they okay. just uh, leave us all to do our thing, which is pretty okay. cool. You know,
2: yeah, everybody gets to chill in the park or whatever and mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. You know, we'll be doing live streams. We'll be doing a live stream on four twenty, giving away some lights, shit like that. Nice. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. It's just that hopefully this time next year we'll be legalized. But I say that every fucking year at four twenty, uh, we're just not getting there, man but that's like i said many times that's just the way it is just have to keep rolling forward to keep your head down keep your growth going and just do your thing you know it's like we all know that we're not doing anything wrong just have to keep doing your thing man amen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah we should wrap this up because i've kept you guys here for a long time now and i know you probably have other things to be doing But this has been an awesome interview, man. I've really enjoyed talking to you guys. And I appreciate you taking the time out to come and be on the show as well. It's been a, I've been trying to get you on for a while, man. I appreciate you putting the time out to get over here and chat to me for a bit.
2: Yes, sir, man. Glad, thanks for inviting us, bro. Um,
0: I no, pleasure, pleasure.
2: Yeah, if you ever want to join us, man, shit, stop by. You you can throw a mask on your head or (laughs) shadow out, whatever We've done that several times. Man, I've done
0: that before, like one time. And ever since then, they haven't stopped saying it's my gimp mask. And now they just talk about my fucking gimp mask all the time. These motherfuckers. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I could do that, man. That would be fucking sweet. I'll get my, my green screen out and put a nice background in, make it look like I'm in a farm. You know, <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah, man. You just uh, let London know or something, and we can set you up. Okay. And I'll I'll be there, man. It would be a pleasure to sit with you guys.
2: Definitely. All right. Sounds like a plan.
0: Yeah, man. There's Chilbert in the chat saying, "Love the gimp mask, Mackie." It's not even a gimp mask, bro. That's what you know. You know, that like the show, uh, Squid Games. You seen Squid Games? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you know the uh, what was the main guy in there? That the, the guy at the top. You know, and he wore a mask. It's like it's that mask. But yeah, it's a gimp mask. Yeah, right, yeah, fucking. Right, right, right. They always oh, like okay. to troll. We got some trolls in our audience, man. They're terrible, They're terrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we get a couple now and then, but we, we. I, I don't look at the chat too much. But sometimes mm-hmm. I glance over there and be like, "What the? Who said my name?" You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Funny. it's it's all fine. We don't get bad trolls. That's a rare thing. You don't get bad ones. You know, just uh, we, we like to have some banter. That's all. You know, just the share comedians. jokes. Yeah, just share jokes between friends, man. Mm-hmm. It's good fun. But yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys go. And I, again, I appreciate you coming over and chatting to us, man. It's been fucking fun and learned a lot from this episode here. And it's inspired me to get some chickens. I'm going to go speak to the wife right now.
1: You know, get some chickens <laughs> and some bunnies, man. That's you know a... what I'm saying? Can you get some oh. chicken?
2: <laughs> it's like
1: you want to go you... KFC?
0: Hey. No, I mean like real chickens.
1: A chicken lays
2: an egg a day, so do your sweet. man.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna look into that. That's cool, man. Yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sweet. A oh, nice one, then, lads. I'll send you the link when this gets edited and sent out to everybody on the podcast networks, and nice. then, then and you can't can wait, uh, brother. Download and listen to it yourself, and no pressure to share on all that shit. I'll just send you the uh send you the link so you can listen to it if you wanted to.
2: Oh yeah, I'm a excellent. Sheriff
0: nice head. to meet you as well yeah man for sure i very much appreciate you coming over lads and i've enjoyed the chat it's been good all right
2: brother, brother. well you take care of this man, yes, man. We'll you too lads.
0: speak soon right. goodbye this is me waving you yeah. can't see it because you know Peace. i'm behind avatar so there we go everybody that was marco and brian as you can tell these guys know their shit man Like legitimately, they know their shit. So go and check them out on their YouTube channel. Just head over to Future Cannabis Project and you'll be able to find live shows from them every Wednesday. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you are a regular listener of The Brian and Marco Show and this is your first time on High and Homegrown, then go and check out some of our previous interviews that we've done. We've had interviews with legends from all over the cannabis community like Tommy Chong, Jorge Cervantes, Ed Rosenthal, Graham Hancock, uh dr elaine ingham chris trump loads of legends man we are very lucky to speak to the people we speak to so make sure you go and check out all of those interviews they are all absolutely free to download just head to high on homegrown.com slash interviews and you will see every single one of them that we have done but as usual thank you for being here and thank you for downloading and listening to the show we appreciate every single download so thank you again for being here and supporting the show the way that you do we appreciate it if you haven't already make sure you are a member of Percy's our cannabis growers forum where you can speak to me and the members of the panel over there anytime you like so get over to Percy's and sign up if you haven't already but uh, that will do for this week. On Friday, we are talking about flushing cannabis plants in the Grow Guides. So come and join us for that. And we'll catch you live on Sunday, hopefully, on YouTube at youtube.com slash Homegrown. We'll see you then. Stay high and stay safe. And we'll catch you on Sunday for the live show, hopefully. Goodbye.